Rain, thank you for joining me on the Bill Al Jogi podcast. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for setting up this interview with me. Well, and, uh... we've been we've been trying to set up this interview for a while, <laughs> and we keep uh, missing each other. And the reason we miss each other is you're in one part of the world, which is uh, you're down under, aren't you? I am Sydney, Australia, the wow. land of Crocodile Dundee and Hugh Jackman. Uh, and the Aussie cricket team, and I'm all the way in Manchester, England, so we keep missing each other, we keep getting the timings wrong, but it's not a problem, it's great to have you on, um, thank you for connecting with me. So Rain, let's let's kind of go into this a bit, tell me about your story regarding mental health. Yeah man, so um, I'm 28 years old, and when I you know, was around roughly 14, 15, my early days of high school, um, I, in a sense man, I wasn't your so-called, I guess you can call popular kid, man. I was kind of like a bit of an outcast. And, uh, you know, um, being in that sort of world of not being associated with anyone, it caused a lot of mental strain and um, a lot of pain because I was just like, you know, I'm reaching out to people, but it's like, you know, is there something wrong with me or is there something wrong with them? And that's why I sort of do youth work now, which I'll get into later. But, um at that age like of your adolescence years you kind of really think into the future you sort of think into the now of like why is the world you know like against me in that and um you know I went through some pretty pretty bad times with you know suicide and you know intellect you know depression of thoughts and stuff but um, I'm thankful man that the world of creative arts and the culture of hip-hop was skyrocketing in the early thousands because I, I used to look at these dudes on, on TV like, you know, Eminem and Nas and, you know, Tupac Shakur and stuff. And they had this raw aggression image about them, like that would fight against their system or fight against their obstacles in life through the, the power of of hip hop. And I wanted to be like that, man. So I didn't take it for granted. And 14 till now, man, I've been um, just rocking with the, the life of hip-hop, man, and it's changed my life forever, which I'm which I'm happy about, man. Yeah. Now, just going into that, how old were you when you started feeling, like, suicidal and not accepted? Do you think, was it, was it, was when you're saying you weren't accepted, was that because in, in school sometimes you have, like, people that play football and some people that are, are into maybe arts and stuff and the ones that are not into the popular stuff are not accepted, or was it more deeper than that? Was it to do with where you lived or was it to do with an upbringing nah man like it was more um imagery so you know like i didn't fit in with obviously clits like um you know the jocks or like the um you know the popular groups or like anything i couldn't i didn't really have um any outlooks so i suppose like or any interest in anything so it kind of shadowed me to be an outsider and couldn't relate to the other teens in my school but and I don't know, something just about the culture of music, man, just hit me like, and it woke me up to the point of like, that's what I want to do and that that's what I want to change my life around because in a sense, man, looking back, I think if I didn't have that to fall on or even find it and come near me, um, I don't even know if I'd be here today, man, because it was, yeah, like, I mean, it was just twisted in my own thoughts and stuff, Yeah, you know? I think hmm. what what happens with a lot of people is they start taking their thoughts very serious and they start thinking because they are thinking of these thoughts. Well, they're not... Th- thoughts are... If you if you want to look at it, really, thoughts are like clouds. They're coming in and out of your head and you kind of 
pick and choose which thought you want to take serious or not but if a scary thought comes into your head then obviously you start thinking really bad things but in your case how old were you when you were thinking like suicidal and stuff roughly around 15 man so um yeah just coming into you know teenage years and um you know i i went to see different shrinks and stuff um and uh you know they put me on antidepressants and that kind of stuff but the, the bad thing about it was man is it was kind of like my mindset was so angry that whatever positive um uh like opinions or or um subjects would get you know say maybe you should find this to or like try and play a sport or um i don't know talk to someone to like you know this i'd I'd be like a brick wall and push them away because it was kind of like uh you know none of your thoughts uh, none of your opinions matter to me because you aren't living it kind of thing so i was very defensive and uh yeah i think in a sense that was like a bad like a bad sight to see as a as a teenager man because as a teenager your your parent you know my parents didn't want to lose a son but it's like i'm really i was really damaging them with putting up this brick wall of um of just you know like we want to help you but it's like no i don't need your your help so um a lot of angry teenagers now man like i it's it's weird because now i'm helping the teens and you know it's kind of it's like I can see what they're going through, you know. <clears throat> and I th- and I think it's um it's your hundred percent right. The change has to come from you. You can have the mm. most positive people giving you the best advice. If the change doesn't come from you, then um, it will be difficult for you to kind of move away from that mindset. And it takes time. It takes time to snap out of it. It's not like an overnight thing it's very rare you hear somebody say overnight i just stopped and i changed my life it takes little steps do you see this becoming a bigger problem in the younger in the youth um feeling like this in the modern day a hundred percent absolutely and i I think it's at a a skyrocketing all-time high and i i and i always say this that social media is the biggest problem behind it because it it not only it connects so many people, but it, it it causes a lot of um ego within teenagers to find themselves like you know they'll see a celebrity do this or they'll they'll have to like wear this to you know fit in or build their Instagram or something up and it causes a lot of like ego to the point of if you don't have this or um you know you're not listening to this or rocking with this group it's like well we're not gonna you know even acknowledge you in the sense so um i feel like social media is a big big problem and especially not just in school but outside of school as well because you know if those kids that didn't have anything try and reach out it's kind of like well you know everyone it's like everyone judges their profiles more than the person they are if that makes sense so i do think social media is a is a very big problem with depression and um kids really trying to find themselves you know it's it's kind of like it's funny i feel i feel old in a sense man because i remember like being a kid to a teenager we didn't really have that we we you know we sort of found our own ways like whether it be you know the music we listen to or just whatever and i feel like it's so easy to um like it's you know like it's they're so connected to this one thing 
that they don't really tr- really truly find their true identity if that makes sense man it's kind of like you know it's like that that's the new cool thing now but it's like yeah but the cool thing is finding what truly makes you not what you're following you know following the um pack in a sense you know? <clears throat> have you seen that documentary on netflix a fire festival no i haven't haven't man yeah, so I don't know if it's available in Australia. So basically, these guys in America with Ja Rule set up this um, app where you could call, book an artist directly. So you didn't need a middleman to book the artist. Um, you went on the app and you could book Beyonce, whoever you wanted. And so to launch the app, they set up a festival on an island and, and they were selling tickets for like ten to 20000 They raised $30 million dollars because people bought into it because all Instagrammers were tweeting about it and they were paid to to sorry comment and uh, put load pictures up and eventually what happened was um the festival never happened because they didn't have enough money and the guys just um, wasted the money and what happened on the back of that was it was showing that how Instagram the fakeness of not fakeness but how the perception of something can lead to create a perception of something's amazing when it's not and you see that with a lot of Instagrammers who are painting a certain picture but then really in reality they're not living that life yeah I, absolutely man it's um i always say that with it's not just like instagram I, I feel like i love um i love intelligent artists or i love people that are very intelligent or um have knowledge behind them that are doing stuff more than i don't know just posting up a silly video on youtube and then becoming an overnight sensation like you know it's it's sort of like I love people that can just nowadays walk away from what everyone else is doing and really find their calling card in life. And even if they get, you know, laughed at or whatever the case may be, if they really love themselves and can walk in society like their true self, how they look in the mirror, that's what I love, man, instead of just following different trends and this is hot now and this is not now. And it's just, that's corny to me, man, you know, and that's why I love hip hop so much, man, is because the dudes that I grew up on, man, like maybe they're not in the limelight anymore, but you know, they, they just held me to get me out of that dark self, but also, um, turn me into the person I am today in a sense. And that's kind of cool in my eyes, man. Yeah. If, if you, if you, um, how long did you suffer with mental health? Well, how long did it take you to start getting on that road to recovery? Oh, man. And what did you do to recover? So what kind of things did you do? Yeah, I I went years. It it was a while, man. Like, I mean, you know, especially like through probably to, you know, early high school to the end of it because you're just situated in this system, like, you know, of doing the same thing every day until you finish pretty much. And that's kind of one of my biggest regrets, man, of just going through it. The, the whole way through not dropping out because you know everyone was telling me yo you, you need to get your high school certificate to get a job and do this all this sort of stuff and i was kind of fooled by you know doing that and i that's one of my biggest regrets of just riding it all the way through but uh things to recovery man were more just when i wrote my first song um and did like a rough demo and started really grinding to get it out there and stuff it was kind of like that it was like a drug, this drive of I'm starting to associate myself with 
you know, music and I'm starting to be like the guys that I love so much on TV and, you know, and I'm kind of like doing the same footsteps that they were doing. And it kind of made me happy, man, without knowing that I was angry anymore because I'm associating myself with this culture of just working hard to make this a reality kind of thing. And um, it just led me onto like different pathways and new people instead of the situation bubble in my school. Um, if that makes sense, man. Yeah. And did you take medication as well? I did. Yeah, I took I took um, antidepressants like for a few months, but it became a real problem because it stopped me from eating, and um, I had to be taken off them because I'd literally have like one maybe like one sandwich or something a day, and the doctors were just like, not like you know we don't know why your body is having a bad effect on this, but it was basically like I was almost holocausting, man. You know, it was just, it was pretty bad. So, um, you know, after that experience, I, I put up the brick wall and I was just like, no, nah, uh, I don't even want to try pills anymore. I want to, I want to try and do it on my own terms, you know? So, um, yeah, like I, I haven't taken medication since 16, 17 or something. The way, yeah. the way antidepressants works is there are, there are a number of antidepressants and usually, they usually try different ones on you until they find one that works with you. But sometimes people like myself and yourself, uh, I never took an antidepressant. And obviously yourself, you you found it more beneficial not taking them. I think each to their own. Whatever works for you is um, try it. And if that works for you, then fair play. Because there's no right and wrong way of kind of dealing with it. Um, and just kind of get... But they do normally have... Li- because they start you on a low dosage... And then they build it up and they kind of take time to see which one does work for you. Um, <clears throat> looking at, um, looking into your story and stuff, what, how important were friends and family in your recovery? To me, yeah, my, my family, man, in, in a sense, like looking back on it, um, it was, it was kind of, it's, it's amazing how, it's you're so trapped in your thoughts that you don't realize you're damaging the people around you like you know you kind of visualize them as the enemy and um you know when i'd see them like my mum or my dad break down if you know we don't want to lose a son it's just it'd be more like a wall of saying you know it's like you just don't care if i go or you know like um the world doesn't need me and sort of stuff and now i'm more mature looking back and i'm like man how selfish could i have been you know of thinking those thoughts and that's the damaging thing about you know depression and suicide the brain's not working properly to visualize what you're saying and what you're doing you're just so trapped in sadness all the time so you know i had peers around me and um maybe like two or three close friends but uh you know i I was more treating them like enemies than actually trying to benefit me in a sense because i was just trapped in that mindset man you know, but I think yeah. I think the positive thing is you, you realized what you did and you knew that it was wrong. You know, that's the mm. main thing because sometimes people just don't snap out of it full stop. Exactly, man. Like uh, I mean, it, it's because you can't come away from. You know, there's no um, uh, there's no coming back from death, man. So like you know, and that's the sad thing about you know depression and suicide is that that's kind of like how they think of that's their only outlet, um, you know, to, to make it all go away and make it all end. But I, I just feel like, man, just try and find your, your calling card in life. And um, 
everything will be okay, even though how simple that sounds. But I mean, like, you know, if you find your true calling card in life or your true identity to develop and evolve you in, in every day of this society and every day of life, like, it will all just blow away. And that's what happened with me. I found hip hop, man, and it created me into the person I am today, man, and I'm a better person from it, man. And that that's all I can say, man. I didn't need no antidepressants. I didn't need no nothing, man. You know, you just have to find that true calling card of what, like, you want or you want to visualize yourself in life, man. You know? <clears throat> yeah, because um, I think it's very important to understand that nobody's in tomorrow so you have to take each day as it comes and if nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow so uh, when you're depressed you always assume it's just going to be no good it's going to be sad it's going to be the same day but you have to have a positive outlook but to get the positive outlook it takes time you have to take time to build that mindset up and get back to where you need to get to because the load to recovery is very long but once you're on it every day just gets a little bit better and better and better do you agree 100% man absolutely you know and um like i mean do do right by others man like they you know i listen to a, a guy on on youtube a lot um called jordan peterson and he's like one of my you know like idols influences in life because he's so like true about like what he what he preaches and speaks and stuff man but he, he said like if you're so hurt or sad in life do right by others. Like, I mean, if, if you can't find it in yourself to help yourself, do right by others and, you know, help others. And maybe it might have an effect on your own life to be like, I'm actually a better person by doing this, man. And I was like, man, that's really, that's really cool. Like, I mean, you know, help others that are going through the same. Maybe they might not know about your own inner demons, but it could brighten up your day by helping someone else. And I thought that was really cool, like a positive advice, man. No. Yeah, because everybody's got some sort of demons and everybody's got some sort of struggle going on. Um, mm. And if you help others, it makes you feel better. And you always you, you appreciate things a bit more. You appreciate the basics a bit more. And it, like I'm saying, it, it can take a long time to recover, but you will recover because there are so many case studies out there and you can read in forums that people that have recovered. I think there's more people that have recovered than that are suffering, but people just focus on the people that are suffering more mm. um, if you yeah. notice there's i in my opinion there's more people that have come out of mental health in a positive way than people that are still in mental health you know if you've seen sports when you've seen people that you know you've seen local people you will eventually come out of it i know it's dark and it's very hard but you will come out of it now what advice would you give to others that are suffering and what should they do man honestly whether it's teenagers or, you know, young adults or whatever the case may be, like I said before, man, um, I, to be honest, it, it's so plain and simple to why wake up each morning, like tomorrow morning, wake up and look at yourself in the mirror and, and say, do I want to continue this hatred and sadness until like, you know, I'm 80 and have a life of regret or do I want to change right here and now and start living my life? It's that simple, man. Like, just look and, and think. It, it's black or white. It's like, look and think if, you know, like, I, I can't explain, man. That's all I can just say. It's like, that's what I did, man. It's like, I looked in the mirror and I just thought, 
you know, if I keep going down this path, I'm going to hit a certain age where I'm going to have so much regret and push everyone away and stuff, and it's going to be more damaging than what I jumped into. And I just thought, just find myself and and change and make, make like a like a happier self. And it's more it's more better on your health, man. Like honestly, you know that it's that simple. Just look at yourself in the mirror, man. You know, and what you want to change. Yeah. Yeah, and surround <clears throat> yourself with positive people. You know, if you don't know any positive people, go and find some. And how do you find them? There's internet apps out there like Meetup and other places. Mm-hmm. And connect on with communities online. Look, me and you are connecting via the internet. You're in Australia. I'm in England. Without the internet, this would not <laughs> yeah. happen. So it's all about connecting with the right people and changing your mindset. And, 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 and I always say this in every podcast. You can't change your life around. You will change your life around. But the key is have patience. Have patience. You might take one step back might take two steps forward you might take two steps back but have patience and everything will be fine now where can people find out more about you how can they connect with you honestly man if anyone wants to have a chat or even if like they're an upcoming artist or whatever the case may be listening in you know just check me out at mugsy on facebook m-u-g-z-y or to worldwide viewers that's m-u-g-z-y hit me up a like and you know chuck my inbox you know a message or something and i try and get back to everyone but it keeps you up to updates with you know interviews like this and upcoming albums and whatever i'm doing so mugsy on facebook mugsy rain you've been a pleasure thank you so much for being on sharing your story and we'll be in touch soon again most definitely man don't be a stranger and you know have a good rest of your day man for sure thank you so much later man